I think some of the signs that people start to notice, I mean, they, the normal things that you talk about, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you know, people will say, well, when I eat this, I, I get notice some bloating. Well, like, why do you feel it and somebody else doesn't? Like, that's a sign that there's some imbalance going on. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm sensitive, but why are you sensitive? You shouldn't be sensitive to it. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. When we often think about gut issues, we relate it to uncomfortable bloating, gas, acid reflux, constipation, and other issues specifically connected to that discomfort around our gut. For instance, what did you eat this weekend, if any, that made you feel bloated or gassy or had your pants feeling a little bit tighter than usual? Maybe it was the pizza or the ice cream or that second or third glass of wine. But rarely do we connect the dots to gut issues and other symptoms, like feeling tired and sluggish, PMS symptoms, menstrual cramps, hot flashes, even issues like PCOS, estrogen dominance, and endometriosis. Now, I am here to tell you that they are directly tied together. If you have an inflamed gut or you're dealing with gut dysbiosis, where your microbiome is less than happy, it's going to show up in headaches, aches and pains, sluggishness, and even hormone issues. Now, hormones and your gut aren't normally talked about in the same sentence, but the truth is that hormonal imbalance often stems from an imbalance in your gut microbiome. Because I know hormone issues are very connected, and I'm always trying to find ways to heal the gut by implementing simple yet effective protocols, I invited Tina Anderson again to join me on the podcast to speak directly about leaky gut syndrome and gut dysbiosis and the role that these extremely common gut issues can cause in creating system-wide hormone and inflammatory disruption. I also asked her to speak into probiotics, which is what she's really known for because there are so many myths around probiotics and what to actually take to make a dent in healing our gut, especially leaky gut, which impacts 85 plus percent of us today. Now, before I bring Tina onto the show to talk about, again, the connection between our gut and hormones and how we can effectively make changes to heal our gut and begin to heal other parts of the body, I want to quickly sing her praises. Tina Anderson's journey into the world of health has a unique start because of some unusual turns. Frustrated by the many abuses in the pharmaceutical industry, Tina turned towards the field of natural health and found her life's work. She's channeled her energy into learning all she can about disease prevention and good health maintenance, and that led her to discover the importance of gut health and how crucial it is to overall health and wellness, including hormone health. To share her discovery with the world, she and her husband created a unique supplement that contains superior probiotic strains renowned by Dr. Simon Cutling. By promoting gut health and probiotics, Tina shares her passion for wellness, helping others live their best physical and emotional well-being. Let's welcome Tina to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Tina Anderson. Welcome back. So happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. 
Well, you know what? This is such, I just love your expertise in gut health. And this is such an an important conversation to continue to have, because let's be honest, one of the biggest root causes that is driving disease in the body usually resides with inflammation inside of the gut. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. I mean, everything starts in the gut. I I cannot um, emphasize that enough. And I feel like people are beginning to understand that they're kind of putting the pieces together. Today, I want to kind of link some things together. Like when I have so many women coming to me with horrible menstrual cramps and horrible PMS symptoms, and I'm just like, have we looked at your gut? Have we looked at your liver and your gut? You know, because, you know, and so looking at that connection between, we're going to go into a couple of different directions, but I want people to start seeing the connection that gut has to the symptomology that they're dealing with. Because so often we get the migraine or we have the pain in our joints or we've got the crazy menstrual cramps or we have the crazy brain fog or the anxiety or, I mean, honestly, I could just keep rolling through symptoms all day long, eczema, rashes, you know, all of it. And oftentimes they want to deal with that issue. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a really big crack in the wall, right? Right. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And if everybody would just remember that we have to start at the gut. I mean, we, the gut is really paramount for everything, every aspect of our overall health. I feel like a broken record because I say it so often, but I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, when you are trying to heal anything in your life, if you are trying to make something better in your life, or maybe you're just trying to optimize your health, you have to start with the gut because that is where all health begins. It all begins in the gut. Mm, I agree 100%. And I feel like when we start to see a decrease, and I I feel like now it's happening more and more where we see it in young children, we see it in people in their 20s where they're beginning to experience some gut health. But I know like for me, a lot of what I've been talking about and a lot of who listens to these episodes are women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I have, I always say, you know, if if you're 25 or older, you're 30 or older, and things are just kind of starting to happen to you, like you feel like your resilience is shifting, like you have to ask yourself, have I paid any attention to my gut right <laughs> ever right. you know, know talk to me about what kind of changes do we start to see and how early do we see them when it comes to gut issues well i think you're you're right when you say you're starting to see it younger and younger and that's why one of my personal passions is just children and seeing what happens like you, know, you were seeing now kids with allergies when when i was a child there was one child k through 8 that had an allergy i didn't know anybody else who had an allergy and now it's so prevalent kids are really exposed to a lot of these toxins in our world and and therefore they're experiencing a lot more gut issues than we ever did as children. But you're right that people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they start to, you know, they all of a sudden are realizing, wait, I'm not as resilient as I used to be. You know, they they start, they, we're invincible when we're in our 20s. We think everything is perfectly fine. You know, Cheetos are be fine. fine. Cheetos exactly. and beer. Exactly. And it's like, and now all of a sudden, and, and I think people are starting to feel the effects of that even earlier, you know, when maybe it used to be 40s and 50s, now people are starting to see the effects of all of this even younger because of the fact that we are living in this toxic world. We're living in this world that is so disruptive to our gut microbiome. I mean, from the antibiotics that are in our food, the antibiotics that we take, glyphosate, the household chemicals that we're using that are not only disruptive to our hormones, but they're also disruptive to our gut. They're very disruptive to our gut. In fact, there was a study that showed that like 
households that use those cleaning supplies that say kills 99.99% yeah, of the bacteria. Let's just call them out. Lysol, yeah, Clorox. Exactly. <laughs> those, those, are the one, those households have children with a Mr. higher Clean. incidence. Yes, all of them. Exactly. Yeah, you want to stay away from those. And because they are seeing households that use those have a higher incidence of kids that have allergies and autoimmune issues. So we are seeing that. But I'm, I think some of the signs that people start to notice, I mean, they, the, the normal things that you talk about, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, and, you know, people will say, well, when I eat this, I, I get notice some bloating. Well, like, why do you feel it and somebody else doesn't? Like, that's a sign that there's some imbalance going on. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm sensitive, but why are you sensitive? You shouldn't be sensitive to it. Oh, someone's like, I can't eat broccoli. I'm like, it's not the broccoli. Right, exactly. <laughs> the broccoli right. didn't do it to you. <laughs> it did not do it to you. You did, I mean, not that you did it to yourself, but the environment that we live in has done it to us. And so, you know, we start seeing those types of things, but then we start seeing the skin rashes. We see the mood. I think the mood is so relevant, especially right now in the past year that we've gone through. But I mean, even before then, I mean, people, you know, we see the stress we're under and all, and not being able to like have that stress resilience. We're not having immune resilience. We're not having stress resilience. And those are the things you start to notice. And, and then, you know, you go to the doctor, your blood works off, things are off and you're like, what is going on? And, and you really need to just come back to like your whole body. And I know you preach this all the time and you educate, I shouldn't say preach, you educate people. I about preach too. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> Okay, good. So do I. I feel like I'm always preaching, but but what we're trying to do is educate people and empower people to just say, why is this happening? Why did I get my cholesterol numbers like this? Why are my blood pressure numbers like this? Why is my, why do I have an autoimmune disease? What you know? Why do I have all these things going on? And getting to the root cause. And every single disease that's out there always comes back to an imbalance in your gut. Every single one. I mean. It is paramount. It is the foundation. It's the first thing that you do when you're talking about maintaining overall health. Mm. I 100% agree. I was just thinking about as you were telling the story of like when we eat certain foods, we notice gut issues. But I, you know, my mom occasionally who, you know, I think we all have a sensitivity to gluten and we're going to get into that in just a moment. But my mom will occasionally have a sandwich with a glute, like gluten bread and she will be in literally comatose. Like she'll call me or text me and she's like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I can't even go play tennis with my friends tonight. And I know she loves to do that. And I'm always just like, I'm not even going to do the I told you so right right now because you know better. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. Every time you do this, it's the same result. Exactly. I know. And people just have to get that. I know, but it's hard. It's, I know. It is hard. It's it hard. is hard. Well, let's talk about, I want to just speak into the anxiety piece too, because I think so often, you know, we think of anxiety as the problem, whereas I know that anxiety is driven by root causes. Probably the biggest offender for anxiety, I think, is gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. The next one is is inconsistent blood sugar levels, which could absolutely be caused by gut issues as well. And then inflammatory foods, which are causing gut issues. <laughs> I just think about those types of things. Have you seen an uptick, a correlation between anxiety and gut issues, especially in this last year during the pandemic? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because there is a connection. I mean, science will tell us that there is a connection. I mean, there's something called the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve. I'm sure you've talked about it before. It, you know, connects the brain to the gut, the brainstem to the gut and both the brain and the gut are sending signals back and forth to each other. And so there, and now we know people are so stressed right now. They are so stressed. So they're, you know, the, the brain is sending signals to the gut. And so then what happens? People start having more you know, gut dysbiosis, gut issues going on. And, and that's why, you know, that butterfly feeling in your stomach or the nerves in your stomach, I mean, that's real. I mean, that is, those are literally messages from your brain going to your gut. And then the opposite's true. The gut, if it has dysbiosis, starts, it sends messages to the brain. And so it's worth mentioning and, and really emphasizing is that 90% of our serotonin, which is our happy hormone, is produced in our gut. Dopamine is produced in our gut. GABA is produced in our gut. All of these really important neurotransmitters that are really dictating our mood are all produced in the gut. So it's like this double-edged sword because when you're when you're stressed and you're freaking out and you're worried about your immune system and all of the stuff, it's actually making your immune system worse because they're sec- the brain is sending signals to the gut. And now it's you know making your neurotransmitters worse. So you're not even able to deal with that stress as much then maybe you're eating poorly, you're drinking more alcohol, you're doing different things. And now that's wreaking more havoc on your gut, which is sending signals back to your brain. So there's a huge connection that you have to honor and respect. Mm, I absolutely agree. I want to speak into alcohol for just a little minute because I don't think often we realize how much of an impact alcohol has on our gut microbiome. And especially, this has been kind of a, a an area of, of contention for a lot of my listeners because, you know, for a lot of women, alcohol, like especially a couple of glasses of wine is a way to wind down, the, the wine, literally the wind down. <laughs> Yeah, right. The wind down. The wind down. But this is also at a time where, you know, especially women in our 30s or 40s, where we start to notice belly fat, weight resistance. We start to notice, you know, migraines, estrogen dominance, you know, fat distribution on our hips and thighs and fibrocystic breasts and all of these, all these things, all these symptoms that are popping up. And yet, you know, we're, we're locked and loaded on this, this ritual that we, that we've been told, or it's been touted to be the thing that's going to help us like reduce some of our stress and anxiety. But can you, and I can speak a little bit into this too, but just the detrimental effect. I mean, not only is alcohol poison, you know, it is what it is, but it has profound impact on the gut and it can take, it could take several weeks to actually heal if you're consistently drinking, heal your gut microbiome from the whole punching it, it, it takes place, but also the, the killing of really beneficial bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. No, the alcohol is a toxin. I mean, and that's what people have to remember. And I mean, I'm not saying that I don't, you know, partake either ever. I mean, I do. And it's like, but I just do think that we have to limit it and we have to be really careful because it is a toxin. And especially if you're healing, if you're on a healing journey, I mean, I am blessed with a very healthy gut and obviously because of the field I'm in, I mean, we, I, I feel like my gut is like rock solid and I have, um, in a good way, not hard, you know, but in a really good way. And it's, it's very, it's able to handle these toxins and once in a while, the 80, 20 rule or whatever you want to call it. It's like, we, I do think that talk that alcohol 
people have to remember it's a toxin and it does feel good and that's all great, but we have to just remember that. I mean, I, I have switched to all dry farm wines. I'm sure you've heard of dry farm wines. And I mean, I, you know, there's no sugar, it's dry farmed, there's less alcohol in it. And chemicals and additives. Like I think the average California wine, and I'm so sorry for those who drink California wine. I was one of those people who drank California wine living in the Bay Area. I would just go up to Napa or Sonoma all the time, or Calistoga, you know, it's, it's a 45 minute day trip for, for it used to be for us. And then after seeing all the the stats on on California wines and like I think it's like 80, 80 plus additives, preservatives and chemicals are added to it. No wonder I had so many friends who would get migraines from drinking it almost in a matter of minutes. And that is now the case for me over the last couple of years. If I if I get my hands on a California wine on accident, I will I will start to feel this, the beginning of a migraine within about 15 minutes. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I don't drink. I mean, and if I'm like out to dinner, I'll always order a wine from out of the country because I feel like there's a way better op- a chance that there won't be any toxic, you know, any glyphosates and all of that. I mean, really any domestic wine is loaded with glyphosate and loaded with all those toxins. So, I mean, there are options out there, but even, even the dry farm, I try to drink, you know, in mo- very moderate amounts because it just isn't good. And I know... I think as you get older too, you start to see that you don't, you don't have that same resilience from alcohol. No. Well, and Tina, like you had mentioned, you've done all these other great things that are great for you. I think a, a wine occasionally, especially a, a clean wine is, is okay. I think when we have allowed, when we have kind of given permission for wine to be the thing that, that winds us down on the daily, that consistency, because I know that, that gut issues are on a spectrum, right? We could have, we could, we could drink a little wine. Your gut's like, well, you know, I didn't like that, but I'm cool. I can recover from that. But if it's every day, if it's, if it's five days a week or six days a week, you know, we're having a glass of wine and we're not even mindful about what it is and who knows what else we're being bombarded with. I think that's where it kind of begins to start adding up, you know, then your gut's just like, excuse me. Yes, (laughs) exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. And I think that's what I'm talking about is that consistency. Although I do know that there are some foods that really even occasionally we may not even be able to get away with eating. Hence, you know, I shared that story about my mom eating the sandwich because it's every time. It's not like she could take a break for three months and then eat that and it just and it and and her feel good. You know, I think I think gluten is definitely a major concern. One of my favorite products that you guys carry. I love your Thrive line. Oh my gosh. Is the gluten away. Remember, we had this conversation on my Facebook live <laughs> because my husband preemptively takes it <laughs> <laughs> before he eats pizza. And although he does try to eat a lot of gluten-free pizza, my husband's obsessed. Alex is obsessed with pizza. It's his favorite food, hands down. And it is the hardest thing when it's not in, it's not, you know, we've, we've taken it off the menu and, but occasionally with a devilish grin, he'll, he'll order like a really sexy Neapolitan pizza from somewhere, but he's always, we always have our gluten away. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, my daughter does that too, all the time. You know, she'll make pasta and she's like, let me take some gluten away. And I'm like, I could just take this gluten away. It's fine. (laughs) Like that is not the point of the product. 
So talk to me about the point, because I had never even, I mean, clearly as a practitioner, I absolutely should have, but I think sometimes you don't always wear the practitioner hat or you don't always wear the expert hat. You're just doing your day to day. And so here we've got a product that my husband's just like, yes, Yes. like Like, we have, we have extras always. I have, I have, I keep it in my purse, literally. (laughs) You should, yeah. I definitely should. And so, but I was like, I had never thought of it being of, oh my gosh, if someone like myself with the autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you know, as a preemptive when we're out and about just in case there may be, you know, gluten sneaking into our diet, which I feel like I don't know how many of your people who are buying this product are doing it because they're me or they're doing it because they're Alex or your daughter. Yeah. It's probably a combination of everybody, you know, I think. And, you know, the, the reason we brought the product to the market was for that accidental exposure to gluten, because so many foods that are even labeled gluten-free actually do have trace amounts of gluten or enough gluten that it could be problematic. It could be very problematic with somebody with celiac who would have an immediate, you know, issue if they were exposed to it. And then, and then people who have gluten sensitivities, you know, they could do their best in trying to eat gluten-free and buying the gluten-free pizza and, and going to a restaurant with gluten-free menu. But there was a study that was done that like up to 50% of foods that are labeled gluten-free actually do have gluten in them. And even when you're cooking at home and you're using spices, you know, some of the spices actually have gluten in it. You don't know. And so, um, it's really important that the gluten away is really meant to is it's like a insurance, like for the accidental exposure of gluten but many people take it the way Alex does. So no, uh, no shame there. I think they figured I'm going to eat it anyway. So I may as well take it. It'll protect it a little little bit more. (laughs) Either way. I love it. And I'm so grateful that one with the intention of you guys creating a product where so many of us have to be extremely mindful about our gluten intake. And I know a lot of people are in denial about their need to remove gluten from their diet. I know there's people listening right now who are probably like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, and I'm, I'm saying it's worth eliminating for 14 to 21 days and seeing how you feel when you bring it back and then make that honest assessment with yourself. For me, it's a no-go. For my mama, I know it's a no-go too. She's going to have to just get there when she gets there. Right, right. <laughs> well, the thing, the interesting thing is that there was a study done that everybody has an insen- a sensitivity to gluten. It's just that it doesn't manifest. It, we know that what gluten is doing is it's breaking up the lining of the gut. And that is detrimental for all of us. So right. whether I you am- know it or not. Right. And so, I mean, I've tested completely fine for any gluten issues and, you know, any intolerance, but I know that I avoided it like the plague because I know how detrimental it is to our gut lining. And there's something that we need to take care of. So sacred is our gut lining because that is, you know, we do not, we need toxins seeping into our bloodstream. So I would always suggest that people stay away from gluten limited as much as possible. But if you are eating out, then you could take the gluten away to, you know, protect you from that accidental exposure because it has this um, ingredient in it called tolerase G. And it actually is, it has the ability to break down gluten to like untoxic levels or, you know, better levels of, um, it's still, it's still not, again, I never want people to take it and think that it's a free pass to eat gluten. It's just, you know, it's really meant for the accidental exposure to gluten. Thank you so much for that clear up. I want to talk really quickly before we get into supporting our gut, because here, I, what, what, what I'm just going to put out there as the, as the, as what I, I see overall every single day is that majority of us have a gut issue. 
you cannot live in this world, in the modern day world, uh, being a part of the standard lifestyle and not have your gut affected, even accidentally. Whether whether you are trying your best to avoid everything as possible, you're super clean, you're super careful. You know, again, you, you, there's environmental toxins, respiratory, you know, all of it. All of it's adding up. All of it's having the, the most intimate environment between you and the external world is your gut. Yep, you know, absolutely. so it's, it's designed that way. So what are some other, you know, we're talking about gluten today just because I just find it, I just find it hilarious with my husband, you know, I'm just always in my mama, like people in my life. I'm just like, really? Come yeah. on. Like, like this come is, on. It's, you can't do this <laughs> anymore. Don't do it in front of me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hide it. Yes. Hide it. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I can't, I can't watch. It's just, it's too, yes. it's too painful. <laughs> exactly. But there's other foods too. We know, we know that potentially corn could light us up. We know that other grains could light us up. Dairy potentially, you know, could light us up. Eggs could do it. You know, there's a lot of different foods out there that that um, cause an inflammatory response that's happening in the gut that we, we may not know about, we may not know how to navigate. And so outside of removing those things and bringing them back in to see what goes on, what are some things that we can do preemptively on a daily basis to help support our gut to withstand at least some of the offenders that we're dealing with consistently? Yeah, um, there's a lot actually. Um, one of them, you know, is intermittent fasting. Um, now I know that people, not everybody can intermittent fast. They have problems with it, but really just trying to have a, even a 12 hour fast will really help the gut rebuild. It's, it's really important that we are, we do the intermittent fasting. I, I, there's studies on that showing that that's really beneficial to um, helping our gut flourish and and maintain that health and the diversity in the gut. And that's the key is diversity. And so the ironic thing is you're talking about eliminating all these foods. One of the best things we could do for our gut is eating a diverse group of foods. So we are so programmed these days to be like, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, whatever, all of these things free. And, and for sure, people need to do that in order to maybe figure out what's going on and start to heal whatever they're dealing with. But as soon as you could start introducing foods back into your body, it's better into your system because we really need to eat a, a diverse group of foods or even go like, I, I'll say, go to ethnic grocery stores, but try to start, you know, going outside of your normal routine of food. That's really, really important to help maintain diversity because we want diversity. So fasting will help with diversity. Eating a diverse group of foods helps with diversity. And just even mindful practices. I know, you know, we talked about that before and I know people are like, that can't really help my gut. It absolutely does. We really need to do meditation or deep breathing or change your lifestyle to just have some calm in your life. That is, that's really beneficial. And then just eating, trying to eat clean, trying to eat as organic as possible because those glyphosates are really detrimental to our gut health. I mean, those are some of the things there, there's a lot more probably, and, you know, just cleaning up your household products and your, you know, beauty products and all of that. And um, trying to really focus on being clean all around you. So you're exposed so much less. We're already exposed to so many toxins in the world we live in. So let's try to reduce that exposure from the cleaning products to household products, to beauty care products, to, and then, and then increasing the diversity, the type of foods that you have. 
Mm, Love that. I was thinking about the mindfulness practice is one of the areas that I, especially around mindful eating, and no matter how many times I hear about mindful eating, I don't know what it is. Like there is just, I, I, I literally gulped down a smoothie before this call. <laughs> and I shoved a salad in my face right before this call. That's, I was like running from one appointment to another. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know, but that, and it's, you know what, for me, like my excuse now is it's, it's my mama energy, you know, yeah. Yeah. mama, you know, I've just, you know, everything's lukewarm. You know, uh-huh. nothing's warm and nothing's hot. Uh-huh. Um, and, That's and, a beautiful and I'm thing. shoving things down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We're all guilty of it. Uh. But I guess the reminder here is, and I love the accountability, and one day it's going to stick that, yes. you know, enjoying your food, savoring your food, slow bites, making sure that you're really chewing your food, your gut really appreciates that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree yeah. more. I just wanted to speak into that. Just yeah. mainly to... I've been throwing other people under the bus. It's time to throw myself under the bus today. (laughs) Oh yeah. Believe me, I am not perfect at all. You know, my friends will be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm eating this in front of you. I'm like, well, I'm eating it too. You know, I I just think it's funny. I'm like there, I don't have any judgment. You and I know we've done research. We're in this every single day. So it's our job to share it with ourselves and with each other and other people. And then hopefully they'll take with it and do what they need to do with it to live their best life. Mm, I agree. Well, I want to move into probiotics because I think that is probably one of the very, very, very best ways that we can support our gut. Even if you're thinking to yourself, you can't make some of these other changes right now. This is the one thing that you absolutely can do. So talk to me about the, not only the benefit of probiotics, the, uh, the need for consistency, you know, and how consistent do we need to be? Are we talking about more than once a day, every single meal? Talk to me about spore-based probiotics and why it's so critical that we really have that type of good quality probiotic. Yeah. Your probiotic. We take that every day. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Even my son Kingston appreciates it because I'm breastfeeding. So, you know. Yes. Yes. That's right. He appreciates it. Um, So yes, spore-based probiotics are a very different type of probiotic that's on the market. So we know the majority of probiotics on the market are comprised of lactobacillus and bifidobacteria strains. And those probiotic strains are, they were meant to reseed the gut, meaning like add more seeds into the garden and add more probiotics, good beneficial bacteria into the gut. So with spore-based probiotics, it's a very different approach. It's going in and taking the the plants that are already in the garden or the good bacteria that's already in your gut and helping bring it back to life. And this is how we create diversity because we have so much bacteria already in our gut. It maybe just isn't thriving yet. And we want to take probiotics, we want to take probiotics that strains that will actually go in and help them come back to life. And, and so that is really what the spores do and just thrive. They have the ability to go in they um, get there 100% alive. Most probiotics die before they ever get to the intestines. These strains get to the intestines 100% alive. And when they're there, they recondition the gut. So they're actually going in and taking those beneficial bacteria that's already there in your gut and helping it come back to life, if you will. And then it's going there and taking the pathogenic bacteria or the bad bacteria and helping get rid of it or helping the good bacteria take over that bad bacteria. So it's really, it's, it's like the gardener in the gut. And I I always go back to that analogy because it's so appropriate 
if you just go in there, it's the gardener. It's going in there, getting rid of the weeds in the garden, and it's helping the um, plants come back to life. And it's helping them, you know, look beautiful and bloom and be beautiful. And so, whereas the other approach to probiotics was just to like put a few seeds in that garden and maybe plant a plant. There's not, they're not doing anything with the weeds. They're not doing anything with those plants that are already there. They're just maybe putting a few more plants in the garden. And, and that's really not going to create diversity, which is what we need. And so, and that's why you're absolutely right. One of the easiest things we could do to really make a true and profound change in the gut is to take one spore-based probiotic a day. I mean, it is the easiest thing that you could do to, and it's going to make a profound change. We have studies that show this. I mean, we have a gut model study that showed a 30% favorable shift in the gut over two weeks. I mean, I don't know of any other probiotic company that has a study of that magnitude that's showing just after two weeks, it's creating a 30% favorable shift in that garden, in that gut. So we also have a gut survivability study showing that these strains actually survive the gastric system. Most probiotics, the overwhelming majority of them are dying in the stomach acid. The stomach is very acidic. It's meant to be the gastric barrier. Most of them are dying before they ever get to the intestines. We know that the strains, the bacillus spore strains that are found in Just Thrive actually get to the intestines 100% alive. And so it's really, it's, it's such a simple routine to really start making a change. And the other really important study that was done with these strains is a leaky gut study. We are the first, and as far as I know, only probiotic out there that has a double-blind human clinical trial on the strains and the product that are showing a reduction in LPS toxins in the bloodstream. So that is showing that it's actually sealing up those tight junctions that's causing the leaky gut. So um, it really is, it is probably the easiest thing that you could do on a daily basis. And, and you just take one a day with food. We, you could take it on an empty stomach. It just works better in the presence of food. We have a study that showed that these strains use the food to germinate throughout the intestines. So it would just be better to take it with food. Mm, wonderful. Okay. So even because my next question was going to be is, you know, this question I get all the time is how long do I take this? And my answer, especially when it comes to a, to thrive probiotics or, a, a, you know, a, a spore-based probiotic is going to be forever. Yes. Right. <laughs> forever. Well, and the reason is that these strains that are found in just thrive actually were, they were our ancestors consumed them on a daily basis. They were found in the soil. They were people, uh, you know, our ancestors ate roots and tubers and they ate the dirt off of it. And so they would, you know, they would consume these strains on a daily basis. So we are meant to be consuming these strains on a daily basis. And not only that, we are living in this completely toxic world. We are living in a world that is so offensive to our gut health that it is so important to be taking them on a daily basis and a regular basis. And a lot of people come to it because they have an issue they're trying to resolve. And, and sometimes people will say, well, can I take it every other day? Absolutely. If you want to take it every other day, I want to take it on a really regular basis just because I know we're exposed to things all the time. And I'm a super clean eater. You know, I eat pretty well. And, um, and I know a lot of the population, unfortunately, doesn't. But nonetheless, it's still these restraints that were meant to be consumed on a daily basis. They're almost like a functional food. I agree. I 100% agree, especially when, I mean, anyone who's checking in with themselves, checking in with their body, you know, they're, they're and recognizing the gas, the bloating, the constipation, all the things 
we've got to do something. And yes, a lot of the lifestyle behaviors that we mentioned are super critical, but we, you know, what do we, what do we do to help heal the damage that's already been done? And like you had said, I love the analogy of, you know, tent literally being the gardener who's pulling the weeds, replanting, repopulating, you know, helping to bolster up the little, the little bulbs that aren't ready to come out, you know, all of that. That's what I love so much about this program. I just feel so much safer knowing that we have such a very functional and effective solution to everyday gut support, at least yes. for me. Yes, it does make you feel so much better to know that you're every day doing something that is so beneficial to your gut. I couldn't agree more. And the other big thing is that we've done studies on on these strains together, you know, and I think that's, what's so different. What sets us apart is so many, if people see studies, it's like on an individual strain and then there's other ingredients or different types of strains of probiotic. These were done on this formulation, these strains together. And so that's, what's really exciting is that we know that these have been tested for safety, efficacy, and then the efficacy is really the exciting part is because we see so many incredible stories for people. And it's, it's really, it's been the best thing I've ever done in a career for sure, because it's just, it's been so fun to see. I, I, the stories never get old of what people have experienced with the product. Mm, absolutely. Well, we had recommended them to one of our best friends who started taking them a couple, I want to say a couple months ago and was having some serious gut issues and insulin resistance, just a lot of things. Like it all, it all kind of adds up over time and has seen a massive transformation in their, not only their, their gut symptoms, but also in weight resistance all across the board when we started to really address that root cause. And then for me as a new mama, who's creating the gut microbiome for the baby is me. I'm yes, it. Yes. And yes. so as a new mom, that was so critical for me. So I was taking Just Thrive probiotics throughout my entire pregnancy and then clearly throughout my breastfeeding, you know, adventures, which has been happening ever since he was born, because I want to make sure, you know, I, like we talked about children with allergies and learning disabilities and and autoimmune conditions. And we're we just we're seeing this more and more and more. And we're finding so often it's directly connected to the gut. And it was just knowing that and being preemptive was something that was very, very, very important for me. Yeah. If there's one message I want to get to pregnant moms is that you are the person that is passing on your gut microbiome. That is when the baby is inoculated with their gut microbiome. And I know you talk about that all the time, but I cannot emphasize that enough. I mean, if you're listening and you know a pregnant mom and you, you know, you've got to let them know that they have got to be taking care of their gut microbiome. It's so critical because they are passing on their gut microbiome to that child. And that child is their health is dictated by the health of those bacteria that the mom is passing on. Oh, so true. So I wanted to let everyone know, I'm so happy because we get to have you on the show. I have a little discount. I have 15% discount to get the probiotics. I know there's a lot of people listening right now just like, I need something. Well, this is what you need. The code is relief to plug in to going to justthrivehealth.com. Anything else, Tina, that we should know about that? Nope. Just uh, go to justthrivehealth.com and find the product. If you want to start with the probiotic, we also have other gut supportive products. But, we do. And, we and love all like, the other ones. It's a whole Blown away, people. Blown <laughs> away. I mean, IgG, the, they're all so good. The IG, yeah, the IG pro, and then also the prebiotic as well. We take the prebiotic. So we are, we are very much a Just Thrive family over here. And I'm the one who makes sure that I, we dispense everything every day. I did gulping down that smoothie. I took my probiotic and, awesome. and my job. prebiotic. 
So I did get all my supplements down. Okay, good. See, those smoothies really come in handy it's when you so could do true. that. Yeah, because you could open the capsules and mix it with food. So that's it. It's so easy, you know, and, and our customer service team, if you have any questions, they love speaking to customers and we have lots of blogs on our website. And if you have any questions, you know, let us know. But we're, you know, we I really appreciate the opportunity to be on. I love talking to you. I love your energy. I just love everything about you. So thank you. Oh my gosh, same thing. I feel so mutual. Thank you, Tina, honey, for coming on. I know I know, we're both running off to other appointments. Yeah, I just yeah. love our conversation. I hope this inspired people to take action today. One of my favorite insights about today's interview was how quickly we can begin to rebuild our gut by simply incorporating the right spore-based probiotics into our diet every single day. And Tina's Thrive Probiotic is ideal for that. I have been personally taking Just Thrive Probiotics while breastfeeding and before my breastfeeding journey with Kingston, I was doing it when I was pregnant to make sure that my gut microbiome and Kingston's gut microbiome is healthy and thriving. Now, if you're ready to start healing your gut today, I also wanna invite you to check out her amazing probiotic. Tina has generously offered an amazing discount code to pass on to you. And I know that I'm gonna be using the discount code too, no doubt. The 15% discount is with the code RELIEF and you just go to justthrivehealth.com and put RELIEF into the code box, the promo code, and automatically you're gonna get a 15% discount. The other product that we talked about on the podcast a lot and that I'm obsessed with is the gluten-free, gluten-away product as well, so something to check out. And you can find the just Thrive Probiotic and the discount code in the show notes for episode 267 or just go to their website and use it there. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast today. On this Friday's episode, because we are doing two episodes per week, I am breaking down an issue that affects most women after the age of 35. And the topic is why so many women are struggling with insulin resistance and don't even know it. And here's the thing about it, I'm gonna dive super deep into it on Friday, is that insulin resistance has profound impact on a lot of different inflammatory pathways in the body. And so because a lot of us are dealing with insulin resistance literally after the age of 35, it's causing a whole host of other issues. So I wanna speak into what is going on and how we can quickly reverse it. So I look forward to sharing this knowledge with you on Friday. Until then, have an amazing start to the month of May. 